everybody to no bs with brian and susan the halloween bash episode how are you susan are you spooky today i'm not spooky today but i'm getting in the mood for halloween (laughs) why aren't you spooky right now i don't know it's like really good weather outside and we watched a rom-com yesterday so luckily i'm not haven't gotten in the fully hollow like it was more last week because of our blind watch and everything i was more in the spooky spirit well hopefully by the end of this episode you will be creepy and spooky with me very excited it's october 19th and fall (laughs) has come to dallas it was 40 degrees this morning it was a bit cold had to put on the heater Uh, I know we had to put it on too it was so weird i put it on the ac though now because it's getting uh warmer yeah yes yes no it is uh it is i turned all of that off um but early this morning it was definitely on but yes falls here pumpkins are abound candy bars are out i am in the mood for halloween we're gonna talk about the new halloween ends film later on we're gonna do our main event stuff which is movie death kills uh not to be confused with murder death kill from that Sylvester Stallone movie. But Halloween movie kills. We're going to talk about the best and worst of those. Mm -hmm. But first, you know, we like to talk about reality television, uh, (laughs) especially The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette with Gabby and Rachel season is over. It is on to Bachelor in Paradise, which I think Mm -hmm. is the best show out of all of them because it's the most fun and ridiculous. It is. Okay, I think so. Interesting. Interesting. But I think on our last show, episode 41, this is episode 42, by the way, Susan. I don't know if you knew that, but that's the answer to life and everything you know. <sighs> well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> just to just to touch base or just to like tie the loose ends of The Bachelorette, I was just. You didn't get that uh, reference, by the way, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't, what was that reference? Okay. So, the number 42 the secret of life the answer to everything is 42 and that is from the book um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy right i didn't read that book (laughs) (laughs) i I literally have a shirt that says i'd rather watch the movie i don't try to say that i'm some like you know reader over here (laughs) it's a movie though too I know. I didn't watch that movie either. So, <laughs> so, so like, we got to get you a shirt, Susan, that says, I'd rather watch the movie no, than read the book, I, but I didn't see I the movie it. either. I have it. My friend, my best friend, Holly, she, she made there. She, she got it for me. I, I got her a shirt that says uh, the book was better. Uh-huh. She always would say that every time we'd watch a movie that uh, that's based on a book, she'd always be like, the book was better. And then she would tell me like, all the things the movie left out and then i'm always like yeah i'd rather watch the movie 
<laughs> and, so, and so she got me one that that we have like a shirt that kind of was matching it's like i'd rather watch the movie <laughs> so, no i'd rather watch the movie there you go uh yeah. but you didn't see this movie we gotta let you see this so you can know that the answer to everything in life in the universe is 42 but yes let's talk about the end the finale the drawn out ugliness of the bachelorette Right. We don't need to talk too long on it because we have paradise and that's going to, we don't need to, and I'll try not, we have a lot to talk about on the show. So just to, just to cap off the, what I think was the worst season of the bachelorette ever, because they did two bachelorettes and I sadly, I'm sorry. I know Brian, she was your favorite, but Rachel was probably the worst bachelorette we've had. At least she's in the top three. I miss Rachel. I know. Didn't you love her? <laughs> By the end of it, Brian said that he wanted to date her. He would take her. So That's true. I did. And then I had a come to Jesus meeting with myself and realized the error of my ways. Correct. <laughs> so funny. To, yeah. Yeah. I like to pick on you with that one. But um, yeah, sadly, things did not go well for Rachel because as it was so predictable, she picked Tino. And we all saw that coming a mile away because she, I mean, I still say she doesn't know what she wants. She has a lot of growing to do. Um, I think with time, she'll finally get there. But she kind of went with her, went with lust over love and picked Tino. And then obviously Tino wasn't going to be a great, like, he wasn't ready either. He just wanted to win. And uh, he cheated and, I don't know, stupid drama they obviously didn't work out. That finale was dragged out. But the glimmer of light that was in that finale that they like zipped through in five minutes was the fact that Gabby and Eric got engaged. And congratulations to them because I think Gabby was one of the best bachelorettes we ever had. And I really do wish she had her own season because she is so cool. She's so self-aware, very articulate, articulate and smart and funny and like, Man, she's awesome. I just I wanted so much more of her. And uh I hope her and Eric last. I don't I don't bank on these couples anymore, but if they last, I'll be really happy for them. Right, right, right. Uh first off, I thought it was ironic just as this happened now that you fumbled the word articulate, which made uh, me laugh. Um <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I do like Gabby. I am happy that she's with Eric and she's a cool person. And, you know, even though she didn't have her own season, I mean, she's killing it on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and she is. She's she's going places. I don't think she's just going to settle down with Eric. I think she's going to go on to other things. Uh, not like, you know, away from her. A romance with Eric but I think she's she's destined for greatness it seems like so yeah. I hope that happens Rachel on the other hand I don't think so I think she can stay with her crazy ass father <laughs> oh. I don't wish any like ill will to her or anything I just I think that she just has a lot of growing to do I think she's I do think the something the show is guilty of and the people around her were they I think that may, and maybe she she does does seem a little bit more self-aware in the interviews I've heard her in. But I think she was a little bit coddled this season and she she needs to she has a lot of work to do on herself. And then once she does, then she will be ready for the right guy. I mean, hey, Claire Crawley just got engaged um, again. to who to who? Uh, 
somebody who's not in the bachelor world. Uh, they've been dating for a year and they got engaged. I mean, this is her. That poor at least man. That I know third, third engagement. But I mean, I wish Claire the best. We'll see. Uh, that poor man. That poor man. Oh, what a, I don't know. I what don't a know nightmare. <laughs> I hope for her to find love. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. You, you can hope well, for both of us. Wait, which one did you like more? If you had to pick one, Rachel or uh, Claire? Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, makes sense. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, like, uh, it makes sense because I agree. But okay. uh, I think I think Rachel is not far from being ready. She just needs a little bit more, like, growth. Because there were things I liked about Rachel this season. I just, yeah. Um but okay so now we're in paradise we're basically i think halfway close the paradise goes fast because they do two episodes a week um but apparently it'll end by like the beginning of november so it's pretty two more weeks (laughs) yeah so uh which is crazy because they've had barely any rose ceremonies which is like insanity to me i really don't like that um however did you watch last night's no, I haven't watched any uh, from this week yet. Oh, you haven't watched any from this week. Okay, yeah. well, then I, that's good to know. So I just won't say anything as far as the the thing that they threw on the, the cast. But, um, well, that, so you said, well, you kind of answered my question. So you like you like Paradise more than um, like Bachelor or Bachelorette then? Yes, I do. I like Bachelor in Paradise more just because it, it seems you know, more entertaining and fun and lighthearted rather than really serious. And I like the element of, you know, all the women have the control this week, all the men have control this week. And I do think that I know where you're getting with this twist because we've seen it in the previews. I don't know. You can tell me, well, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but in the previews, it looks like all the guys and girls are on the island. Jesse Palmer comes down and is like, women, you're fucking going away to another resort while we bring in, you know, other women and we're going to put them there for a week to see if they hook up or leave you or something like that. They're basically a test to see if they're going to stay truthful. Is that what happens? Um, you're right. Can I tell you one other element to yeah. it? Or you... Yeah. Uh, yes. And then while the women are, which they get to go, the women, the old OG women get to go to the, this really nice resort with AC and like a bathroom and like what's technically where you want to be. Um, but so they're all upset, but then they bring new guys for them too. Mm. So, but the only thing I think is unfair is that the guys at the beach don't know. They think the women are just sitting there getting pampered in a nice resort. They have no idea that new men have been brought in. Whereas like the women know that they're dating other women or whatever. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, You'll have to see uh, like what you think about that. Cause uh, it's interesting to see who's committed, who's not that kind of thing. I mean, have they ever done this before? Have they ever done this before? Okay. So first time. Yeah. I mean, it's a great twist for reality television. It keeps things on its toes and you, you know, these people, that go to Bachelor in Paradise. Let's say, you know, you and I were at Bachelor in Paradise and, you know, 
we started talking like the first day there and we were in, you know, we were going somewhere. And then what is it like three weeks later? Are they in three weeks in? Uh, I mean, at least, I mean, I would say three weeks at least. Yeah. yeah. Two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, so I guess if they pulled that, I'm just trying to put where, where would we see ourselves in their shoes type of thing? Like, okay, so it's been three weeks. Do we, you know, go on a date and just to see, or are we just like, no, don't talk to me. I'm just waiting for a week for, you know, you to get back or something like that is because I'm trying to put myself like, is it logical to like see and go? I mean, minus like hooking up if you still like the other person, but it isn't, I have no idea how that goes because that would be extremely tempting. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I think the point of paradise is to explore your options. And then when you pick like when it gets to the rose ceremony, that's when you've made your decision. So I actually don't fault people for, unless you're like, like a Brandon and and Serene, like they clearly are like married already. Like they're, there's no, it almost be no point. Right. Because you'd be like, Brandon, why are you even going on a date? Because we know you're in love with Serene already. I mean, they literally have already said they're falling in love with each other. So that to me, there's no point of that. But if it's somebody where it's like fun and they're not like in love, I don't think that's wrong if they want to go ahead and go on another date and just to just to be sure, you know, it's it is still like it's like the bachelor, right? Like you don't get mad when the lead goes on multiple dates. It's but ultimately at the end, they have to give a rose. So I do think people are getting their feelings a lot more hurt just because they're doing the split because if the split wasn't there, then it's it's kind of still the same show. I mean, a new person coming down, taking someone who's already taken on a date, the same thing would happen. It's just that they got pulled away out of the way from like, you know, to a different resort. That's why it makes it feel worse. Right. They're, they're, they're not in control anymore and they don't know yeah. what's happening on the other side. You know, they kind of right. did that with Big Brother this year um, as one of the twists where they divided the house up into separate uh, places. One half of the house had to stay outside, half the house had to stay inside. They could talk with each other and they had like a whole thing going on in between them. They had like an eviction and everything. So it's interesting that that Big Brother did that. And now Bachelor in Paradise doing that. It seems like that's, you know, producers well, are talking amongst themselves. Apparently it's a Love Island move. So oh, I guess okay. Love Island is so popular and it's, I guess it's, yeah. So it's, it makes, it works. I mean, I'm intrigued. I just think that people need to, I do get a little annoyed because I feel like some of these women are, especially the women with the, these new men, they're so shut off because they're so like, they're like, no, I'm with this person. I'm like, y'all, you can at least talk to the guys and get to right. know them. I mean, they came here. You're almost like, damn this. Like, I feel, I feel bad for the people who aren't being given a chance because that sucks for them that they can't even, I don't know. So I hope that doesn't, Correct. So well, what would you do? Let's say you were at Bachelor in Paradise and you, let's say you met somebody early on and you're, I mean, how is it? It's hard to be in a relationship within two or three weeks of meeting somebody, but um, let's say you were in a relationship with three weeks. Do you, uh, do you explore your options? I mean, I know you, everybody would explore their options for the most part, I mean, no matter what. It's just like, if you met somebody that you really liked and you kind of only dated them for three weeks, would you still explore your options if this happened? 
It would just depend. If I was in a relationship like Brandon and Serene and we already said, I'm falling in love with you. No, because I would feel like, why would I do that? Because I've already said I'm in love with a guy, you know? Right. Now, if I was in a relationship like the way we've seen, um, you know, I don't know, uh, Jill and Jacob or Shanae and Logan, whoever you want to call it, like these random people, whoever, like those kinds of couples or whatever, then and it's not like set in stone. I would still, I, I would still like explore it. I would go ahead and talk to other guys. Even if I was in a committed relationship, I would still talk and get to know the guys. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty locked in with this dude, but. Is anyone, has anyone in Bachelor in Paradise fallen in love quicker than Serene and Brandon? Because it seems like they're just so over the top in love with each other. And which is kind of like, honestly, the problem. And that's, that's gotten worse over the years is that these couples are definitely talking before the show and making a plan to link up. And it's kind of, that's not how the show used to be. So it's a little bit annoying to me. Like I like it more whenever they didn't talk and they're just meeting for the first time, but I don't know. I think that's the, that that might be the quickest. That's the quickest I think I've seen. I hear people or hear some of the castmates saying something about stagecoach. What is that? Well, that was the running joke when, um, yeah, I guess you hadn't watched it yet. Uh, Blake Hortzman was on the, on Paradise and he had hooked up with like, so hooked up and like talked to so many girls at Stagecoach. It was like four different girls. Two of them he hooked up with in one night. What is Stagecoach? It's like a concert, like a Coachella, I guess, or something. Oh, okay. Okay. So concert festival. So okay. I had never even heard of what Stagecoach was until that season of Bachelor in Paradise. And so, yeah, there was this whole thing that like, they'll joke and be like, oh. But the difference was that Blake had made all these connections in person with women. So that that's the bigger annoying thing. People don't get as mad when people are messaging. But when people are legit, like, meeting up and, like, going on dates or talking and stuff they're like then why do you need paradise like you obviously don't need it so okay all right so that's what it was so i yeah i've i've heard or the rumors saying that a lot of these people are contacting each other through dms or meeting up and saying like let's we're going to bachelor in paradise let's do it it basically it ends up being like it sucks it it prevents the people who don't have those connections from being able to have a chance and that's why it needs to stop i think there needs to be a rule that they stop like okay guys don't dm anymore like or do something because it really does suck like it is way more exciting to watch people uh who like click like on paradise because what's happening is they're just choosing paradise to meet up because they want a free like tropical vacation yeah no for sure and to be on tv boost and it, it, it didn't stuff. seem like very like a good vacation with, with you know with no air conditioning and all that stuff but no no, no it, it doesn't, doesn't. Sound, yeah. i mean brandon and serena are really lucky that they were both there day one because if that one of them was there later they would be like another brendan and piper from yeah. last season yeah. like you thank god they met day one otherwise it'd be very clear you know what they were doing so right uh, that's why no one's getting mad at them because they just you know but did that um i have a question but, for you though uh-huh 
Oh, what were you going to say first? Because this will be another topic. Oh, well, okay. Well, I was just going to touch really quick on the other controversy, which was the Jared and Ashley backlash, which they're already gone, just FYI. They didn't stay for the whole season. But I know. Right, right. No, I like Jared and Ashley. You know what? I like what they did. They brought them in and, you know, they were there for like a week for their vacation and for like their second honeymoon type of thing since they had kids. And it was fine. I... I like them. I like both of them. I do believe that they could have edited that down at least half from what they showed just because like, and then, you know, you said the other day in person, we need to have this couple that succeeded on Bachelor in Paradise propose. And now they're married with kids come on and, you know, fill in, as the uh adv- advice roles like giving people yeah, advice like there yeah mentor yeah. and i you know i like that we got to see you know the a stereotypical married couple that kind of came off as forced i'm like oh they're married and have kids we there's no time for sex you know stuff like that so i know they leaned into that like the producers to make a storyline out of it but i think we could have done that we could have the show could have done that in the matter of like 45 second package or a minute and then been done with yeah. it. And then just have them show up like, Hey, I am like the second and third wells where I'm giving you advice since I've been here and did that. But yeah, I don't know. I I mean, pretty much. I agree. I, I just think that I love Jared and Ashley too, especially following their story from the beginning when they finally got together, that was a true romantic comedy and it was insane that ashley i got her wish with jerry i mean there it's great i love them together i didn't even mind them coming to paradise i thought they were gonna be like mentors there while they did their thing it was really just that one episode where they were overdoing i think they should have never done the sex farting thing i think that was too much <laughs> and then it, we gotta explain day, that we got to explain that we got to explain well, that. just just, I mean, I don't want to, people don't want to hear. It's just that they were trying to act like they hadn't had sex. They wanted them to be like, oh, we need to make sure they, they act like, like third time's a charm. First time, first time they didn't have sex because she was farting. Second time he fell asleep. And then finally, they finally had sex in the boom, boom room. And it was just so obviously scripted and forced. And right. Just That's like, how they're telling oh. a story. Yeah. They're, they're and getting that stereotype. Like, yeah. We don't need that. We know that they're like married. We obviously know they have sex. Like, it's just like, you can have them there. I didn't mind the date. Honestly, giving them a date card was not that big a deal. Cause when they were having their serious talk and things like that, I was like, oh, it's kind of cute to like catch up on them. But I agree with you, make it like half the amount of time and just see where they're at. But I enjoyed them most when they reflected on the show, when they would like joke about like Jared would be saying something like, Oh, these people think it's like the end of the world. Oh, man. You know, like their little commentary was interesting. Or whenever they would talk to the contestants, like, or whatever, the castmates, like that's, that was more interesting to me. So it's, it's, I mean, I, I feel bad from the backlash they've gotten. Uh, and obviously I'm like, people don't get mad at them. They're not telling the producers what to do. Get mad at the producers. Right. But either way, I mean, I'm I'm happy for them. But what was your question? Because then I'm just going into your favorite and least favorite couples. Uh, I need to talk about how I think uh, a crazy person on this show, who's not on the show anymore, but uh, a crazy person who I thought, I always thought this person was kind of crazy. And then it sealed the deal for me here was Teddy. Mm. Wait, 
you always thought she was crazy? What are you talking about? How? Why? <laughs> I'd also, something bugged me about her in her season. It was just, it was just really weird that, because she was in Clayton season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just something bugged me about her a little bit because she's a virgin, right? Yeah. Let's not say you, that bugged you about. No, her. that didn't bug me. But I think it was just her way of going about everything, and I don't know. It just seems like she wasn't there. It seems like she has something going on behind, you know, the surface. And then in Bachelor in Paradise, it kind of sealed the deal for me. I was like, yeah, man. Like her and Andrew seemed great, and then she just all of a sudden was like, nope, like after a few days and she, she left, she was, she was out. Like she did not want any part, something happened. So there's something more going on and maybe, you know, more than I do about her, but she standoff, standoffish to me with her. I mean, I certainly didn't think she was crazy. Uh, I, yeah, I do. I, I listen to other podcasts and I, I checked in on her Instagram to see what she said, but other castmates said, and I and I did know this about her, when she originally signed on for Clayton season, she was hoping it was going to be Andrew as Bachelor because he was in like a, like, I don't know, like the top three contenders for that. Like he was a strong contender to be Bachelor. And so she had vocalized that she wanted it to be Andrew. So her intentions in, into Paradise was that it would be him. Like she was going just for him. She didn't want anyone else. And I did kind of feel like she was forcing it with him, even on their dates. Like I could tell he liked her, but I didn't feel like she liked him as much. And I think what happened was when Rodney came down and he was into her and she actually got excited about that. She might be one of those people that just really doesn't want to have, which kind of bitter in the ass because she doesn't want to have a bad image. She doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I think because she was like excited about Rodney and she was like, oh man, I could go on this date with Rodney and like him and then hurt Andrew. She didn't want that bad image. So she decided to leave, which I will say though, I do not like the way she left. I thought that was very dramatic, over the top, unnecessary. Why would you leave and not even say goodbye to your friend, Serene? That didn't yeah, make not, not say goodbye to anybody and then not even stay around for Rodney because Rodney picked her and it made everything awkward. And she, I don't know. At the very least, have a conversation with Rodney, like, you know, and just be like, hey, I just I think you're great. I just feel bad. And I, I'm just going to go like I think the way she left was weird. I agree. I think well, that I think it's immature and she's not a grown up, basically. I think she just handled it poorly. But, yeah, there's something going on underneath there. Like she's not all there. I just think she's not as ready as she thought she was for maybe a serious relationship. And because if if she really was open to it she obviously was a hot commodity because clearly yeah rodney was going to ask her on the date and then she would have been like she could have gone on that date and andrew would have accepted it like that's what happened she could have gone on the date and then just see compared it to her feelings with andrew and if she liked rodney more that's the name of paradise that's the whole point of it you go knowing that risk but yeah, I mean, it was weird. It definitely tainted a little bit of like what I, I still like her. I, again, I wish her the best, but that was that was odd. It was odd the way she left. Yeah. But, I, I, well, she, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I did, did not. You see, well, it's funny because you feel that way about her. See, I am way more. I have a bad taste in my mouth with Sally. 
I think I can't stand Sally. Well, I Sally, like nobody her. knows Sally. She came on to the Clayton season for a second. She was Guys, out of it. I know Sally. She signed up for the show when she was engaged. Yeah. <laughs> she literally, she would have been doing things like about the show during her bachelorette party. And then she still went to the show. No, Sally's and, insane. No, Sal, yeah. Sally's like insane. That's no, that's the like, I hate to call a woman crazy, but like she's got some mental issues. If you're saying like, I mean, I couldn't, I could not, I, I still to this day cannot stand how she went to Clayton and was like, this was supposed to be my wedding weekend. And blah 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 and I just I don't know and then I'm like how are you making this a sob story for yourself you clearly signed I like Clayton he, he was easily like fell for her tears and I'm like if I was Clayton I'd be like what are you talking about this is supposed to be your wedding weekend when did you sign up for this were you engaged <laughs> where did you die like it, it doesn't make sense and then her whole reaction Let's just put that whole story aside. That was obviously, I feel bad for the producers that had to deal with her. But then her actual like reaction when she got to the beach, I don't care. Look, I'm not a fan of Genevieve and Jill and Shanae. They can all be annoying, whatever. But I'm actually on their side with this. I, I, if I was Genevieve, I'd be nicer about it. But if I was Genevieve and Shanae, I would totally be like, so what happened with your fiance? Because when you were last on the show, you left Clayton's season and she actually got back with her fiance. So I'd be like, what happened? For her to flip out because the mention of her fiance, that is, that's laughable. I'm sorry. Of course it's going to get brought up. What do you mean? What, what, what does that mean? Respect towards him to not bring it up. Has Sally been on any like shows or podcasts talking about it or is she like MIA? <laughs> I, she's MIA. She's going to be very discreet about it. But I mean, she did. I think you saw this. I think I do think the only reason she was tempted to come was because she did make out with Justin at something. She had made out with Justin. So maybe she was interested to explore that. But she's so freaking fragile. My yeah. God. No, the the, the, <laughs> no, I mean, they made a whole thing about her and I know she wasn't going to go anywhere. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, and it, it was anticlimactic, basically. Yeah, it, it was just a bum. It was a bummer, but at the same time, I was a little bit interested to explore that with Justin. But then again, I don't like Justin anymore either. He's ick to me after what he did with Genevieve. I don't like Genevieve. Fuck Genevieve. Well, I don't care either for her. But that whole thing about you're not going to kiss me on my birthday—that was disgusting. It was a dumbass move. He's a weird guy, you know? That was, he, that was like, I think that was really, I ugh, I did not like that. When I saw it, she was literally trying to break up with him. And then he used his birthday to be like, you're not going to give me a kiss for, for my birthday. I gave you a kiss. Right. I, I would be like, happy birthday. I'm not kissing you. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> He knew what he was doing, and it no, was of course like, he did. I, he was trying to get a rose. He was trying to get it. I but know, and that's Genevieve. what makes him ick. That Sucks. makes him ick that he was doing it that way. I know, I know. Genevieve is not great either. I mean, I don't know. The only reason why I, I, I don't like dislike Genevieve as many as as other people do, only because I res yes, she can be a lot, but I respect the fact that like. I like when that happened. She felt immediately guilty and apologized. And she was like, that wasn't cool of me. 
And I do think she's, I don't know. She wears her heart on her sleeve, but I, I'm not sure. And yeah. I don't know if that's the way, uh, that's what you call it. She's just, I do not like her. May, uh, she's a, I don't like her. She's a lot. She's a lot. But I actually find, I find Jill the most annoying. I, I, I don't know how you like Jill because her voice is like nails on a chalkboard. See, you She's didn't. You said that. You said the exact same thing about Gabby. <laughs> no, I didn't say she was nails on a chalkboard. I you said did not like her sounds, voice. No, no, no. I said her voice sounds ditzy. I was like, I don't know why she sounds so ditzy. She sounded like Jennifer Tilly. I was like, her voice sounds so ditzy. So I was like, why is she? Like, I thought she was like a airhead before because her voice sounded like that. But then. When I finally heard Gabby like speak in longer like paragraphs and stuff, I was like, oh, I mean, I guess that's just her voice, but she's like smart as hell. So, I mean, I don't care now. It's not my favorite voice because it is a little bit like, but I mean, my voice ain't all that great either. But I, I don't like the screeching that Jill does. That's where I get like super annoyed. The screeching. Yeah. I screaming. like Jill. I like Jill. And I like Casey a lot. Casey, I feel I, like is wait, the person. How is how is Jill different from Genevieve? Because maybe you just you haven't seen these last two, but Jill's Jill's not far off from actually. There's something that Jill does in like the first episode this week that I think probably one of the most annoying things. Okay, well then I'll have to I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I don't like Genevieve. Can I talk about who the best couple on the show is though? Yeah, Romeo and Kira. <laughs> Nobody no, saw really. that coming whatsoever. And they're going to get married. Think they're the best couple, dude. They're, they're going to be they're gonna get married. What are you talking about? They left Bachelor in Paradise together. They're in love. I, I can't tell if you're being serious. <laughs> God. <laughs> that He legit, you know what people were comparing his face to when he walked away with her? And I thought it right away, too. They said, uh-oh. It's Dale and Claire again. <laughs> no, it's literally it, Dale's face. Whatever Claire was like, he will have. I want babies with him tomorrow. <laughs> no, like, no, his, his his awkward smile with that, and I thought of uh, Michael Sarah, George Michael from Arrested Development, when his uh, when the show ends on his awkward face about a girl. What are you trying to say? And he's like, ah, ah. he just he's like a cat in a headlight or a deer in a headlight type of thing, and he's just. He he that was a four smiles like what the fuck am I doing here? No, and I, like, I definitely think oh go ahead, sorry. Well, I just I he clearly was not gonna get a rose from anybody. Nobody was talking with him. She came back and you know to watch her. So Kira, God, I love Kira. Kira is fucking sinister, man. <laughs> and she's like going it's like i gotta shoot my shot i'm gonna tell him i i love this guy please work it out no it's not with you all right hey romeo i think there was something between us like immediately I and know. i was like oh my like, god what's going on he did that that's what was insane to me is that you just went here went on and on to jake about the connection i never felt this way before basically yeah practically saying that she fell in love with him and then is like actually romeo now that you're on my way out like that's literally what that was. As I am walking out and you have just stumbled in front of me, I actually think that we don't have, we haven't finished our story. Do so, we know if they're still together? 
No, there is no clarification. They did make a funny video um, where Kira was like, everything is great with me and Romeo. Everything's wonderful, right, Romeo? And then it was him clearly on like a Zoom call and he looked like he was like a prisoner and he was just like, yes, everything is great. So I'm like, that doesn't mean they could just be like friends. So they'll definitely stay confirm if they're not by the end of it. But yeah, all right, all right. I mean- who knows but uh yeah who who's actually your favorite couple well so you have to remind me is is so casey's my favorite person who's he with uh he doesn't really have anyone right now well who are the couples Uh, then who are the couples then i I guess you could say the couples right now from where you left off are jill and jacob serene and brandon victoria and johnny um aaron and genevieve uh oh man there's quite a bit Shanae and I think you saw Shanae in the love triangle yeah so right now like Shanae Andrew and Brittany Brittany went for Andrew after nasty pizza Pete right right so Shanae you know she has kind of done a 180 for me like I kind of like her now um hopefully she keeps this mentality up there's but, something that they tease that I, I said that literally yesterday and then they tease something. And I was like, ah, yeah, no. <laughs> all right. Well, damn it. Um, yeah. So I'm curious. She is better. She's better right now. I don't know if I'm really drawn to like, you know, you could say Serena and Brandon, but they're just so over the top. Ooh, to me, icky. I just don't buy it like that. It's genuine um, because they're so there, there's, it doesn't happen like that. So uh that's how brandon is though that's how he was with michelle no like, he was but it's guy. like it's like a an act i don't know it's just weird to me i um, know that's literally i know guys like that that they fall hard and they'll fall like that it's gross i mean yeah i don't like it but they do and they i don't know i don't know who are your favorite ones i mean i like jill i actually like jacob um i and like i said i really like michael but you know that didn't end well with him and Sierra, unfortunately. I do like Haley. Um, Haley, not Haley. I'm sorry. Oh my god, the one who was so rude to Lace. Oh yeah, Lace and Rodney. Oh yeah, Lace uh, and Rodney. So I actually I like Rodney a lot, and Lace. I do. I love Rodney. I love Lace. Him. You know, Lace is not my girl. Like she's not my type. When she told, "There's mm-hmm. like you need, I need a guy that golfs and is." you know, whatever else she said. I'm like, okay. It's like, uh, it's weird. And I was like, does Rodney golf? Like, is he, he's a firefighter, right? Is he golf? He didn't seem like the type, but uh, Lace seems cool and mostly chill, but Rodney just seems, Rodney has a very infectious personality. Um, So Rodney's amazing. I love him. He's the one I wanted to be bachelor. Uh, I think, uh, uh, maybe you're gonna say Hunter. Is that who you thought? I know you used to like Hunter. Oh yes, yes, yes. But yes. she's gone. She left like day one. But uh, yeah, I think that I I I root for Rodney. I'll just say that I love Rodney. Um, and I root for Andrew. I like Andrew. I do like Casey. There is something that he does in the next episode you're gonna watch that kind of is a little annoying. But at the same time, I mean, I still like him. 
I, I, I do like Serena and Brandon just because though it's not my type to like a guy like Brandon, cause I don't, I don't fall fast. Um, those people, I mean, I'm happy when they can find, I think Brandon means well, and he's going to love her forever. So I root for them. I actually, the person that's growing on me this season that I never, I was like, ugh, that she was coming is Victoria. So I kind of root for her and Johnny. I know you didn't watch this season, but when she was on Peter's season, Victoria was awful. She was so immature. She was bratty. She was rude. She actually even had some controversy doing a white lives matter kind of photo shoot <laughs> like confederate flags and shit uh, and stuff she lost a lot of modeling contracts because of it uh but you know i i don't want to cancel anyone for things uh i i do believe people can learn and grow i don't know how do you feel about that do you say when things like that happen do you say forgive them or or they're canceled Oh, I'm not canceling anybody unless yeah. they're, you know, they go to a fucking like Nazi rally and hold right, a Nazi right. thing. And I I want to give her the benefit of the doubt that she probably just took the gig and and maybe I'm I mean I'm I'm speculating. You know, she did go after Justin for day one. So so she doesn't seem to have an issue with people of color. Uh but yeah, people so still, that, yeah. That, I mean, people have been carrying around the Confederate flag for a long time, and you know, I think people can carry around the Confederate flag and not be racist. Like, yeah, you shouldn't because of what it means and stuff like that. But they might see it in their head as like it's like Southern pride, and then yeah. that's all they see it as, mm-hmm. not anything of you know slavery or anything like that. But you know. In a day and age, especially with somebody like Victoria, who should be smart enough and not the dumb person she is to have all these photos online when you're a reality TV star, it's going to come Obviously, back. it was before before she got on Bachelor and it came. And right. But, but yeah, she, yeah, yeah. It's it's a thing. So sure. um, you have to be careful about what they're going to They're People are going to dig up. That's what they do. The minute you get casted, they find the dirt on you. Yes. So, I mean, regardless, she she seems cool so far. So I, I really do see like she's a totally different person than she was on Peter's season. So I, I think people can grow and learn as long as you're willing to be a better person from it. Then I'm I'm OK. I don't want to cancel people. You know, right. I just no, like, I'm so against that. I'm so against yeah, that. I don't like I don't like being like, oh, you did this. Well, screw you forever. So, um, but my point is she's, she's been really cool. And so if she wants Johnny, go for it. Uh, and I do really like Brittany because that girl, so I'd like that she liked Andrew, but I also just loved how she handled pizza Pete. <laughs> that was So yeah, the, the pizza Pete, that date. So I, I'm not sure why they brought him in again, oh, but he's like, because the of stereo- what he's like, yeah. Because of- He's a stereotypical smarmy, slimy New Jersey greaseball, and he—he gets worse. Brian, wait till your next episode. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just like it's like Jersey Shore times (laughs) ten. I don't know if he's like I can't. I just can't believe like, and I don't want to say I. I really don't want to rag on someone's physical appearance. I'm not trying to say that. It's obviously it has a lot to do with personality. That's really what comes down to it. So. 
it's hard for me to separate the two because his personality has always been gross. So I'm just like, it's amazing to me that he thinks he's such hot shit. Cause I'm like, you are not Brad Pitt. No, for sure. He, I mean, he's, I mean, some people would think physically he, I mean, all of them are good looking people. Let's like, just say it like good looking people. None of them, you know, are (laughs) obese or balding or anything like that. They're, they're all, they could all be models, including pizza Pete. It's just, I mean, to each his own, like people find other people. But again, it's his personality. So it's no, his personality, it makes him extremely fucking ugly. And it's like, Ooh, like if he was the nicest guy, if he was basically like Mr. Rogers or had kind of like the same personality as Casey or Michael or somebody like that, you could be like, oh yeah, he's a good looking dude and he's really and, nice. And but no, he's not like that. He's the opposite of that. Right. And you're right. You see, and that I think that's like prime example. I don't know if Casey would be my type. Like, like Casey is the most attractive to me because he's so funny. I always go for like the funny like guy. So I'm like, oh my God, he's so attractive to me. Now, if I, he was just lined up with all the dudes, I don't know. But it's just, yeah, it's it's interesting how that works. But and you do bring up because I, I really don't like calling someone like ragging on their physical appearance. And actually, Jill calls him ugly to his face. And, and I, I don't, I don't care for that either. It's kind of actually the way she does it as he's like walking away. It actually kind of hurt me. It hurt me a little. Cause I don't, I don't like to, I don't feel like we should be calling people ugly, even though I know I'm just like, I'm just saying he's not my type, even though it's not whatever. Again, it's, it's his personality. He's got beautiful eyes and a great body. And if he was a cool dude, he'd be hot as hell, but See, I like, I think Genevieve's fucking ugly. And I say that because of her fucking personality. (laughs) I do not like that woman. (laughs) I do not like that woman. I know know you're in love with Genevieve, but I do not. I'm not in love with Genevieve. (laughs) Do not put that out there. There's a lot of other women this I, I, I just think that she's like entertaining it sometimes. I don't know. I just, I, no, you know what it is? I just, I don't, she is, she's gotten annoying. Don't get me wrong. There are times, I was very annoyed with her this week. She I makes just, me want to change the channel. Wow. It's like, I think, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's any, but I don't think anyone makes me want to change the channel, but uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like hate anyone. I think the person I disliked the most was honestly like Sally. Cause I just don't think she was even, I think, Peter was just messed up for the stuff there, he was saying about Brittany. Right. There wasn't enough time to get to know Sally. Like she's, mm-hmm. I, it's dumb that they put her in there and brought her on she did her thing and then she's gone. She was, she was in and out within like five minutes. So I, she's a non thought, uh, but yeah, but, but Pete's a Pete. Ooh, man, that dude sucks. He's, yeah, he's, he's got... as fuck too. <laughs> I don't, we shouldn't call people ugly, Brian. Uh, why not? <laughs> it's mean. It's mean. Like we're not. We don't want to be those people. I, like, I'm not talking. I'm not calling them like physically ugly, but they're ugly. Like they're awful, ugly. You know, synonyms: ugly, terrible, awful people. But because of the way they act, not because of their physical appearances. 
there are some people who don't have attractive personalities and it reflects on the way their appearance are. That's what it is. And that's really what it comes down to in life too. And uh, I just, I, I just feel bad because I, I know how much it hurts to be called ugly. So I don't want to, I don't want to call that. When have you ever been called ugly? I have been called ugly. <laughs> no, you haven't. Bad. No, I you swear haven't. to God, I have. Yeah, I have. And it really like crushed me. And I just, I don't want to like, I, I, I feel bad that I even like went after that with Peter, but he was just such a jerk. And so that's, <laughs> it's his personality. That's why I said it really hurt me whenever Jill says it to him as he's leaving. Cause it like, I feel like in the moment when she said it, you could almost like see that, like this, like, ouch in the moment. And he, he does something after that. You're just like, eye roll, like, dude, you're killing it. Yeah. But I also, I don't know. There's, yeah, that's the one well, thing. That's the one thing I'm like. Well, as uh, as a as a former husky model, uh, and model, you have never been ugly, Susan. <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank you. That's not what I've been told all my life, but it is okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So, is that Bachelor in Paradise talk? Yeah, I think we pretty much, I mean, you've got <laughs> definitely know the people you don't like. I just want to add, I know you say you, you, so you like Michael. I do like Michael. I like Michael. It just sucks that it didn't work out with him and Sierra. And, you know, I've been, so I have several friends that, you know, have been dating and stuff like that. And how that happened, how their breakup, Sierra and Michael's breakup happened is exactly how their, uh, my friends breakups with their girlfriends have happened where one side would be really into the other person. The other person wasn't feeling it. And then that other person who was really into the relationship did something extremely nice. And then immediately the other person breaks up with them. And it's just like, Oh man, this is oh, that sucks. Cause Sierra seems awesome. Michael seems awesome. It just, he wasn't feeling it or he's not ready. And if he's not ready, why is he showing up? I don't get it. So I don't know where to go from here with That's, him. So I, I just want to like touch on that one. I want to praise Sierra because I found her annoying on Clayton season, just a tad, just a tad, not horrible, but she did turn into like the tattletale kind of person on Clayton season. Um, but her, how she was with Michael and seeing her in a relationship with someone she really cared about she was so mature. She was so caring and thoughtful. I was like, it broke my heart that it didn't work out because now, and then to like the cherry on top for her was how freaking amazing did she handle that breakup? She was so like sweet. And I just felt her. I loved how she was just like, she was so calm. She was like, I just don't want to be here and watch him date someone else. So I have to go. And I was like, yes, I understand that. I wouldn't want to see that either because he will date someone else and it'll be a big slap in your face. So, um, so I props to her. I, I think that she's amazing. Uh, Michael, I don't think he's a malicious guy. I don't think he's a bad guy, but I don't know why we keep bringing him on this dating show when he needs therapy. He needs to resolve a lot of like, internal struggle that he has from his wife's death which i don't blame him of course that's very traumatizing um but quit coming here and putting women like women fall for him they fall hard and he keeps like he broke katie's heart he broke sierra's heart 
there's going to be another girl coming in and you'll see. And I'm just like, quit it. Like, if you're not ready to date, if you need to resolve your issues, then quit. Like there was talk, people want him as bachelor. And I don't, I'm like, he would be the worst bachelor. He's not ready. Right. And I wonder if it's something like he is buying his time to become bachelor, which if that's the case, like Jesus Christ. Which makes, yeah, which makes me, well, I thought that that's kind of what annoyed me before he got on here. And I was kind of like, is he trying to be bachelor? That's not cool. Because, yeah, so... I have my reservations about Michael. I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's malicious. I think he has a good heart, but I don't know if he's, he needs to stop hurting women. Like when he's clearly not ready. (laughs) Right. Right. No, I I agree. I agree. That's my, that's the rest of bachelor parent. I know we had, we had a lot to catch up on guys. So uh, we'll go straight into the, the main event now. The main event, an hour later after Bachelor Talk. We like it, though. Um, All Mm. right, main event style. It is Halloween, October 19th, everybody. Horror movies are on everybody's appetite. So, Susan, what what do you have in store for us? What's on our plate? What's on our dish for this main event? So, just because of the our blind watch, which was Halloween Ends, I figured we could talk about the best uh horror movie kills uh that we or deaths that we have seen you know i will tell you i also have worse but i don't know if anything is a worst i everything i thought of even like the funny ones were like still kind of awesome but i'll I'll be interested to hear your worst but there's yeah why don't you tell me some of your uh best ones so my my favorite um horror movie kills um are in nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, uh, one of my favorite scenes in a horror movie ever is the marionette where Freddy Krueger pulls the veins out of one of the kids and uses it like strings on a marionette and makes them fall off the roof. So it's really gross and bloody and stuff gross. like that. I never saw that. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's pretty awesome. It's a great scene. I love that death. Uh, the movie Ghost Ship. Um which is not a particularly awesome movie, but the very beginning of that, uh, one of like a cruise ship steel wires decapitates everybody on board. <laughs> it is fantastic. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Uh, a classic one from Jaws, of course, Quint and Jaws, the shark just jumps on the boat and fucking eats him alive. And it's amazing. Uh the opening scene to Children of the Corn, where the small town of people are eating breakfast in a diner and all the kids fucking brutally murder all the adults in the diner. It is fucking oh. awesome. Um, Sleepaway Camp, one of my favorite horror movies ever. Uh, uh, one of the campers gets her uh, pussy burned by a curling iron inside and kills her. <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's Ew. amazing. <laughs> oh. uh, in Peter Jackson's second movie he ever made called Dead Alive, um, one of my favorite movies ever, uh, the main character uses a lawnmower to kill all the demons. Uh, it's pretty amazing. He holds it up like a Captain America shield and goes through everybody, and it's fantastically gory. And then maybe my, my favorite one, which is really weird because the movie's not exactly great, but... Um, you remember the Hatchet movies? Mm-mm. All right. So, um, 
So there, there's like a, a franchise of films called Hatchet. And it's kind of like a backwoods New Orleans swamp monster mm-hmm. guy uh, who's killing people. So in Hatchet Part 4, Felisa Rose, the actress who is the uh, main girl in Sleepaway Camp, uh, there is a death scene with her where the hatchet face monster finds her. She's on her cell phone. He chops off her arm, her whole arm from like the shoulder that has her cell phone in it. And she's screaming, blood spurring out her arm. And then he takes her, her full arm and sticks it up her vagina all the way that really like these vagina things i do and and it sticks it all the way up her till it comes out of her mouth like she's impaled on it (laughs) and she's just bleeding profusely from everywhere i i actually have this scene susan saved on my phone i'm actually going to send it to you real quick so you can watch it so i can get your reaction uh about this movie uh while you say your your piece but yeah that is those those are my top ones so but yeah it's all about the pussy i don't know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah you can send that i don't know what that is so um so yeah i that, it was kind of hard to think of because there's so many great ones but i think uh not too long ago i had rewatched scream and i think um drew barrymore's uh death in the first scream is really good um drew barry that scene is so goddamn good i love that scene so so much it's It's, so amazing it's also one of the best opening um like scenes to a horror film ever too like i mean it's so good that they people have continuously like copied it or spoofed it or something it's so great um the one of the most like shocking amazing like unexpected deaths is in hereditary whenever the daughter is just trying she's having an allergic reaction and she's just trying to breathe out the window and then just gets her head decapitated that Um, movie still fucks me up at that part because i remember in the press screen for that movie it's very hard to shock me and that scene (sighs) shocked me my mouth was on the ground warren was with was with me and we were both like together most likely, um, most likely. I was at a press screening for it. So and I remember possible. just sitting there, my mouth on the ground. I was like, no way did that just happen. That that was incredible. I, I had no, like, I did not see that coming at all. Like, I was just like, wow, unbelievable. Um, and on that, also, the death scene whenever in Midsommar, just seeing these, like, old people jump off cliffs, and then when they're not fully dead, getting smashed. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that scene, well, the scene in that is when they finish them off, and you're just like, what's happening? Why yeah, are you when doing they finish this? them off, that's like, are you kidding me? Um, also in, cause you mentioned Jaws, but Deep Blue Sea has another like, <laughs> you're doing unexpected. Like, yeah. You're doing yeah. unexpected ones. So yes. Yeah. Well, those are really like, it will, it's like the shocking ones. It's to me, the best ones are unpredictable. Like, you know, cause you know, you know, we watch so many of these movies, we know what's going to happen. So when they get you when they catch you off guard, it really stays with you. And I mean, to this day, I always think about when like Samuel L. Jackson's like, like 
going on a tangent on his thing and then just whoop, that shark just kills him. Yeah. Um, Dave Chappelle but, made that famous too. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then um, one of my favorite, but also like so scary horror films is the first Final Destination. And there's a lot of great deaths in there because it's like the most terrifying thing is death coming to get you. But this, the friend, the friend who gets like, I think there's like that whole scene where you're just like waiting for him. Like, oh my God, like almost everything you think is going to get him. And finally, it's like the, the like shower rod thing goes around his neck and the shampoo falls and he can't seem to like get up because his feet are all slippery. And I'm like, oh my God. I, so I love, I like those movies. I won't watch the first one just because it's too fucking, I don't like watching it, but. So I totally agree. Like it is honestly like, I don't know if I ever want to rewatch it. I mean, I did. I rewatched it earlier when I was young, but like now I'm like, that's, I really don't like to watch it. Cause every time I'm on a plane, I think about it and it's really horrifying that one is it's so good but so scary yeah. um but yeah those are just some of my top ones but it was really hard for me to think of bad ones so i want to know what your bad deaths well are. first first i want you to i want you to watch the video i sent you and i want you to describe what you're watching <laughs> and you could you can tell that like it's one of my favorites because it's just so ridiculous it's, it's probably something stupid and yeah <laughs> let's see yeah uh Okay, some guy just came up to a woman and ripped her arm off. And this guy is watching and is like, oh, and okay, he just put her arm through her vagina. Oh, my goodness. And she has her phone. <laughs> Lots of blood everywhere. Phone through her hand. Oh, and then all people are just like, okay, one person just vomited. That's, uh... <laughs> it's like the best death. It's one of the best death scenes. Like, nobody's ever yeah, seen that and it's crazy okay brian you just gave me which one's the worst that's the worst, <laughs> that's the worst. that was so dumb <laughs> it is so dumb but it's also so unbelievably good because it's like oh my god this chick is just fucking on her phone and gets her arm ripped off shoved completely up her vagina through her mouth which how would that even work and with her phone still intact <laughs> yeah it's amazing i mean i think that's like what like silly stupid deaths are are like these like movies that are just not good and they're like like slow deaths and i don't know i don't know i'm curious what what do you have as your because i it was really hard for me to think of anything all right so i had uh tracy um uh what's her name um fr from seven brad pitt's wife from seven i just think oh. like that was just a it's just kind of like it's just there and it's just kind of like the whole mm. thing at the end is like oh he cut off her head that was dumb and mm. no i didn't like that um in stephen king's the mist at the very end where he fucking kills everybody in the car and he only had to wait like 10 seconds to be saved but he kills his child and everybody else it just because they didn't think they were going to survive the apocalypse but they were, it's, it's, it's really, it's the, the dumbest deaths ever. Um, I'm going to go back to the original Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger when um, everybody had no air and they got thrown out the window and their heads burst when their eyes popped out. I thought that was pretty silly and ridiculous. 
And then the original Jurassic Park with the lawyer on the toilet fixing his hair before the T-Rex ate him. I thought that was fucking great and stupid at the same but that's time. That's awesome. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know how many times remind- I send that to Warren? <laughs> it's like, this oh, is going to be God. you one day. <laughs> That's amazing. I do love that scene. I think that um, you just reminded me of one that from one of our blind watches that you, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was that sort of zombie one with the dude, uh, Peter Martin, I think was his name. Remember oh, his Martin wife? Freeman. Martin Freeman. Oh, right. <laughs> I can never get his name right, by the way. Uh, but when his wife went on that freaking ship on that boat, and decided to to go on that boat when he, she had no need to do that. He already got stuff. She decided to go and get a stupid razor. What does a razor matter right now? And she goes, and then she gets like bit by the zombie thing and it eventually kills her. That was one of the most annoyed I've ever been. I was like, that was pointless. She did not need to do that. Right. No, I didn't think she needed to do that either. I thought that was uh, pretty dumb. That was a dumb, that was a dumb death hmm yeah i can't think of like anything i mean there's so many dumb deaths in shark movies do you think sure. like buffy the vampire slayer the movie paul rubin's character who just like died eh, ooh, ah, i get stabbed in the heart and he's still like just even in the end credits he's still going on i love that death so much but it, I mean, it is silly it's been so long since i watched that movie that i can't remember like specifics i saw that when i was like a kid so i'd have to okay. watch it Rewatch but, that. I mean, lots of people are in that. A lots of like the old, older, like, I mean, gosh, when we rewatched the Friday the 13th movies, there were so many stupid deaths, but it's like those almost fall into like, this is so dumb. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of great deaths in Friday the 13th series, but uh, the silly ones. Yeah, I just think, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you watched Hatchet 4 Death Scene because that death scene's amazing. Amazingly stupid, yes. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then we could get into um, which I was going to ask too. Besides, well, first, no. Do you have any Halloween plans this year? Yes, I do. Um, going to a party, two parties, um, Halloween themed. Um, but on October thirty first, that day of Halloween, I am going to Monday Night Raw. WWE will be in town in Dallas, and I am going live to see it in going costume. live. Oh, like going to American Airlines? Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so wait. So, what are the Halloween parties? You said you're going to two. When are those? What are they? They're actually on the same night. Um, is it uh, is it this coming weekend or is it the next weekend? It I guess it's this coming week. I don't the remember. The 22nd? When. Yeah, it might be. Um, I cannot remember. Or maybe might be the, the following weekend, like the weekend right before the Monday. But um, yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out if I'm going as a Disney princess or if I'm oh. going as a killer clown. Not sure yet. Nice. What do you suggest? Amazing. Uh Disney Princess for sure. Okay. What what, which, what about which Disney Princess? I don't know yet. I'm just gonna be one of them. What are your plans for Halloween? So this weekend, this Saturday, I'm going to a Halloween party. Uh, but it's me and Holly are gonna go together because it's her, it's more her friend, but I, I know her too. But um she's throwing a party at her house um and it's 
we I haven't gone to a Halloween party in so long, I feel like. So I am just whipping out my uh, cat costume, my DIY uh, cat costume. I got my cat ears. Um, I was going to do my Minnie Mouse, but the red skirt that I ordered isn't going to come in in time. So that's all, all good. Why so don't y'all go as, why don't you go as human centipede? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to make the real. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, but I am excited. Uh, yeah, both our husbands are, are bit, Trevor works and then her husband has to watch the baby. So we are going to go with each other and looking forward to it. Uh, but the actual Halloween day, I mean, I'm going to work on Monday, but then I'm going to come here and Trevor doesn't get off until eight. So I'll be passing out candy to the trick-or-treaters. Cool. Do you, do you get trick-or-treaters or no? No, cause it's gated and there's not a yeah. lot of kids in the neighborhood. So at the other, at the old house on White Rock Lake, it was tons. Like I would go to Costco and buy all the full-size candy bars, like packs and packs of them and, uh they all went out we want to do that one year one year we want to do the full-size candy bar but this year we bought over a thousand pieces so that because it yeah a lot of kids come here yeah i know it's that's cool so yeah there's there's none here so you know there's no reason to do it yeah so are you doing it oh no you said it you're going to raw duh okay monday night raw it's gonna be good live on halloween it'll be good it'll be fun it will. That's that's what's going on. So are we going to do our blind watch now? Let's do it. Our blind watch this week. Oh, my goodness. This episode was Halloween ends. The uh, end of the trilogy of the Halloween 2018 Halloween kills Halloween ends. Um, all have been directed by David Gordon Green, who I very much like as a director until these movies. Um, yep. He's still capable of greatness. Uh, I don't, I don't want to hold these against them, but him and Danny McBride, yes, that Danny McBride truly fucked these up, especially this third and final one. But did Danny, I didn't see Danny McBride's like, I guess he was, but I didn't see him on the writing credits of this. I think he, let's see here. He definitely had a producing or he had some sort of credit. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. No, he was. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I got to imagine that he wrote one of the lines specifically where Jamie Lee Curtis is shaking her titties, at, you know, saying like, you shake your titties at trauma. I got to think that was a, a, a Danny McBride line. Um, uh-huh. But he, this movie. Okay. So we went into this movie. We both, I mean, I, I didn't, care for halloween kills but i didn't mind it either i was like oh it's a movie i got kills whatever halloween 2018 was okay not great and this one i was like okay this is probably not going to be good but we'll see and then it turned out to be like one of the worst movies um yes i did i can't believe it was worse than the last one that's shocking yeah i did hate it a lot um (laughs) i wrote a review for it and it is not pretty it was a one out of five and I think the Mine elements I did enjoy about it are John Carpenter's score, of course. I liked one oh, of yes. the kills, uh, which was a kill between Michael Myers. Or actually, actually, it's not Michael Myers at this point. It's another character who kills a DJ. Um, it was just over the top silly. 
And then I liked the first like three minutes of the movie. Other than that. Whoa, 30 minutes. No, three, three. Oh, I was like, like the opening scene. Yeah. The The opening scene. Yeah. Like the first three minutes. So it's, this movie is not good. I see some people online trying to say that they really like it. And I was like, they're doing this to fuck with people or they're Mm -hmm. not being truthful. I don't get it. But this movie is very bad. I don't see how you could fail this much at making a movie, to be honest. Um, Halloween, yeah, we we both watched it. We were both like, whatever about it. And then I think we both survived watching this movie because we were in constant contact with each other, talking about how much we hated it. Was that correct? Yes, because I can't imagine. I'm. I. I mean, I know Brian was contemplating going to the press screening, and I said I'm definitely not doing that because I knew it wasn't going to be good. But I never thought it was going to be this bad because I thought the first, the second one was terrible. But this makes the second one look like Citizen Kane for real because this is the biggest slap in the face to Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Like I just feel like. Yes, they had a great opening sequence, which I was like, "Ooh, this opening scene was really good." Like, I'll see, we'll see where we go from here. And then from that, after the opening scene until the last five minutes, which really not even the last five minutes, just like the final battle with Michael and Lori, was essentially a different movie. It was a movie about people we don't even care about. Like, it was like, "What am I? Wa- Where's Michael?" Michael was barely in it, and. Lori was more focused on getting her granddaughter with a guy and then not with the guy. And then the, the, all of a sudden they forced a love story with Lori and the guy from remember the Titans. Like, I was just like, Will Patton. what is happening? Not Will Patton, not Will Patton. Is it Will Patton? Is that I his name? Know. I'm looking it up real quick. <laughs> just want to make sure. I just thought. It is Will Patton, that, Will Patton. Yeah, it was. I wrote a review. I did a review for ICTN as well. It was not good. It was really bad. I, I, yeah, it's, it's a rotten for me. Um, but yeah, this was easily maybe, I don't know what we, wait, what's worse, this or Pinocchio? (laughs) Oh God. I would actually probably rather watch Halloween ends again just because i think i could actually laugh at it all and like mst3k the shit out of it where pinocchio was just a fucking abomination and should not be seen but i think you could watch halloween ends in a different light and like separate it as like man this movie is like birdemic almost you know it's like just like so terrible it's yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you on that because I did tell Trevor I would rewatch it with him because I do want to see his reaction. If he can even finish it. I don't know if he's going to be able to finish no, it. No, you're like, dude, do you want to see Michael Myers become a ten- Ninja Turtle and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens really in the movie. And then, and then he gets into a fight like, you know, like an eighth grader and then he eats his spinach and gets his strength back. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, literally, that's what it was. I was like, are these kills making you stronger? Like, I don't understand why you are weak all of a sudden. Um, It was so dumb. And then, like, it just, it, the script <laughs> didn't make any sense. It didn't even make any sense. It, it, it and made, then it, yeah, made no sense. The editing was piss poor and oh, was, like, so nonsensical. Bad. There were characters in this that were just like, I don't understand why they made them the way they were because you're supposed to feel some sort of empathy 
for one of the main characters whose name's Corey, who mm-hmm. kind of almost takes over the Mike Myers role, but then it's because he's severely bullied by the fucking marching band, which makes no sense. And- oh my God. I honestly, one of the funniest things that Brian texted me was because it, it is very comical how mean and rude these band kids are to this 21 year old. They don't even know. And Brian texted, band kids aren't like this. Like they don't, something just the way he texted is just like, it was so matter of fact. I was like, yeah. Well, because like, I was a band kid and I know I was in that world. It's like, nobody's I, this over the top mean, especially I band, kids. band kids. I was just like, I was like, when did we, when did we remove, like, I'm not saying I'm all about, like, let's not make the, the typical football jocks always be the same no reason bullies, but that would make more sense than these four band kids who literally were waiting out there for beer and they just get pissed off because the guy doesn't want to buy them beer. And then they, they turn into such violent. No, violent it, it makes me laugh. Cause like I could see them acting the way they do. And then it's getting on their clarinet and flute and fucking in <laughs> March. He's like, what? This doesn't make sense at all. Right. And at, then- least, at least with football players, you can kind of get it because they're like physically like they're aggressive, their aggression and stuff. Like it just makes a little bit more sense. This was like, I knew band kids too. They were not like that. The band members were not the bullies. Right. right they were not. And, uh, uh, it, and so, and then this, so he, Corey's being bullied by these kids, but also his mother who hates him, oh but then tries God. to make out with him at the same time. And it's just like, what? where did this go off the walls here? That made no sense. They had no idea what they were doing with that mom. They were like, she was a cross between Carrie's mom and like, I don't know the Hamlets. Like, I don't know what was going on with that. What happened, what was great when that happened, because she's like just bullying her son and like physically abusing him and then tries to kiss him. And he almost gets away. And then what, what's the dad's line? Do you remember it? When the dad's like, I hope you find love. Yeah, I hope you find love. And like, it's just pitched, then it goes fade to black into the next scene. And you're just like, what? is going on with this movie it just Not, the only thing i can gather is that yeah you're right like danny mcbride and all these people were like we don't care about this we're gonna make the money and we can make this script as bad as we want and people are still going to watch like i mean was it the number one movie that what opening probably that's what i'm saying like it's almost kind of like they they it's like they're getting like a fun out of it because they're like oh this is uh we're able to make a shit movie and still come out on top so i'm trying to look up the box office and see uh yeah i mean it's it's halloween it's the movie it's playing at halloween in october people are going to see it it's a very recognized ip people like you know michael myers they like the whole Yeah. It's, it's it was number one, made forty one point one million dollars. Yeah, like it's it, it, and it's right. Like I mean, I almost I truly believe that they're like, who the fuck cares? We just make a shit movie and it's gonna make money. We have Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers. They're gonna watch it, and it really is just like it, it's frustrating because it doesn't deserve it at all. Like it was 
that's a kind of movie that deserves to be like shame on you like people should be like what why would you do that i agree i agree that is wow uh, they made double their budget i'm their budget was 20 million dollars so they already made that and more oh no they've um, made a lot of money on the last two movies it's it makes sense that they made the third one and it did but there it's not a good movie box office wise no. or not yeah it's not it's good. it's it's terrible the only thing that was besides that the only thing like i said the final showdown you know it's always interesting to see jamie or whatever strode and uh michael myers fight but i did kind of like the way what what they i'm not going to spoil it but what they do to somebody but i'm kind of like i don't know we'll see so yeah don't see this movie yeah we don't recommend <laughs> don't, it we certainly don't recommend, don't recommend it. it not recommended <laughs> Yeah, Not good. Uh, so yeah, that's our blind watch. Whose turn is it? Is it mine or yours? Mine. Yours, yeah, it's your mine. turn. I picked that. So oh, we're going Holocaust this time. No, I hate Holocaust. <laughs> that's making the real too. <laughs> I hate it. No. <laughs> like so many of those i feel like i've watched so many like innocent jewish people die like we so... we uh, you've seen it's one awful. <laughs> and i had to watch with my husband I had to watch that what was that band of brothers movie or show <laughs> and then like i honestly i couldn't even watch the scene like literally the scene where they had to stop like or they they had to stop feeding them and leave yeah. and tell them to stay i i didn't watch it i was like no i'm i'm not watching him do that like no well, yeah we've watched kind of two of them haven't we i thought like we watched more, the hat trick so. <laughs> it seems like more yes all right all right <laughs> that was just the There's way no i, I don't like <laughs> zombies and holocaust that's your thing <laughs> it is it is it's all it's all i think about it's always the holocaust with me um all right let's uh let's do our honorable mention shall we oh well let's both start let's, we both did the good nurse right yeah yeah which I, it comes out so it's in select theaters today but it comes out on Netflix on October 26th. And I cannot say enough great things about this movie. I It has stayed with me since I watched it. And I really, really, truly think it's such a great movie. And I can't believe, like, I just, I know it's getting some backlash for the way that the director decided to do, like, the perspective of the woman who kind of brought this serial killer, Charlie Cullen, down. Um, but I think it makes it unique and fresh to see like the her friendship and kindness towards the serial killer is what finally got him to confess and take him down because nobody else was doing anything about this guy murdering a bunch of people in hospitals. Right. No, it was that's kind of what that movie kind of wants to say is, you know, there was a serial killer apprehended in 2003 named Charles Cullen, who's. You know, experts say that he's killed over 400 people in the hospital with um, putting stuff in their IV bags, yeah, yeah, poisoning them. And this nurse helped him bring him to justice. And, you know, one of the last text things, like title things on the screen of this movie is 
you know, this guy worked for 20 years in hospitals, many hospitals, and the hospitals knew what he was doing, but they never turned him in. They only just fired him and sent him to another hospital. And none of these hospitals have been brought up on charges because of it. Still to this day, it's pretty crazy. So it kind of goes with that. And yeah, I agree. This movie is really well acted. But of course, you know, it's even though I'm not a huge Eddie Redmayne fan, um, I I think it's my favorite role of his here. I just think he's just kind of boring. Um, Oh, I I, I really like him. I I think he's... I mean, I like him as a person, I guess, but, oh, and I have to tell you something. Oh my God, you have to watch my interview. And I'm so glad they got this on film. I didn't put it in like the final video, but it, mm. I'm so happy that it was caught. It was great. Uh, was it? So, I mean, I like Eddie Redmayne. Um, I just don't like the the movie choices. Like there's none of this character stick with me. And this one, he did a real good job. Ch- Jessica Chastain is great in everything. So she's awesome. Yeah, she is. We do recommend this movie. You don't need to go see it in theaters. You could see this on Netflix. You know, don't spend the money on it. Uh, I did enjoy it. But the great thing about this is this hasn't happened, or at least in an interview that I have recorded before, was so you know how you and I both interviewed Eddie and Jessica, right? They're together yes. in the same room. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I ask my... Uh, I ask my my usual question, scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jessica, Jessica gives a pretty fucking baller answer. Because <laughs> who had you? She had some good answers. I don't know. Did you watch mine yet? I did watch yours. I did like oh. it. I did. I did. Um, I did watch yours. Uh, I was. She had a really good answer with my first question. I thought she was very, she was good with the uh, answer. So I'm not surprised she had a good answer for that. No, no, she did. She did. Uh, so yeah, the, the favorite scene of movie question, she gave a baller answer and it's a movie called The Piano Teacher. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, it's like really fucked up. It's about like almost kind of like um, uh, whiplash in a way where it's a piano teacher who's just a cunt and like treats her students like shit and like sexually abuses them, abuses them. Like it's really crazy. So yeah. she's talking about these two scenes that are pretty crazy. And uh, she turns to Eddie's like, have you seen this, Eddie? And he goes, yeah, I've seen it. And so fast forward to the end of the interview where it says cut, he immediately turns it to her. It's like, I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> and, oh, that's awesome. And she goes <laughs> like, I figured like maybe, but like, I didn't want to go into it because I didn't know if you would have seen it. But like, it was pretty funny. And oh, so, I love that. No, so I'll have to send yeah, you, you like you didn't the clip. put it in there. You didn't put it in there. You didn't put it I, on blast like that. No, I did not put. I almost okay. did because like I had it edited <laughs> in such a way that it was pretty funny. But like I ended up taking it out of the interview just because like that would have. I don't know how that would have played. <laughs> no, you don't want to. You don't want to make him look like. He obviously he wanted to say that he had seen it. So. Right, but right. No, that it is was, awesome. It was, no, that it was is great. So funny. I'll have to send that to you because it yeah, is pretty fucking send, funny. You have to send that because that that sounds really funny. No, send that to me. But yeah, you shouldn't post. Yeah, that no, no, I didn't post so that. Like I did, I did, I almost did, but I didn't. I did not. Well, I I also feel for him because I know there's so many times when I interview the actors where they reference movies that I haven't seen and they're like, you know, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, like, I don't want to 
be like, I mean, I don't like, they don't like, they don't say, have you, if they asked me, have I seen it? I would say no. That's ballsy that he went, he went full on saying, yes, I've seen it. I wouldn't say I've seen it if I haven't, but I just don't like, if they're just like talking about it to me, I act like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, no, 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 it, it was good. Funny. It was, it was, no, it was funny. Cause I didn't know that happened because like the person said cut and then they, they yeah. like film for like 10 more and seconds. Then, and I'm like, yeah, that was right, awesome. Right. That so, is funny. Yeah. That was did good. Did he have an answer? He, he did. He did have an answer. Okay. And it was something I had never seen. It was like some French film called Le Fond uh, with Jeremy Renoir. And I was like, I, so I I was trying, I don't know if he got the names wrong because I was trying to look up that movie and that actor and I cannot find them. So I don't know if he fucked it up or not, but I I, I don't know. But yeah, I I need to start wording that question maybe better because, you know, a lot of times I get movies that are just, you know, like Jean, Jean-Luc Godard and, you know, you know, like, you know, like, you, you don't, don't give me something, you know, artsy. Give me something like Army of Darkness. Give me something like Bad Boys 2. Tell me something, you know, something fun. Because I we still get those, but uh, I, yeah. you know, but what's her name? Jessica, gave, the, the piano teacher, you know, it's an artsy French film, but like, for people who've seen that, like that's some hardcore shit. And I'm so happy she mentioned that because like yeah. I did not Jessica's expect cool. that. She's, no, she is she's awesome. Like, she's very like she's like she she knows I don't know how to how to she'll she's down to talk about whatever. She's she is, not, she is. She's not worried about, she's not worried about, like, she's not thinking in her head, like, I need to make sure I sound good or anything like that. She's just she's very down to earth and like cool i really liked eddie too i just i could feel that like jessica chastain is just like i loved all her answers and just like you know like whenever i asked the question about like the comfort like things just like housewives yeah oh there's another one i can't wait to watch it i was like you know it's like things like that we're like this she's not over here trying to be like you know we've definitely run into the people that are polished i always say the polished ones who are self-aware they're more they're more aware of the camera and that they're being recorded and they want to make sure that they're they're i don't know yeah they're 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 on their game on you know top tip 100 percent no no she she was she was cool Uh, they were both awesome they were both great they were both great i really i did like eddie a lot yeah no but that moment i'll have to send that to you after we finish this but uh yeah you do you'll like that i I didn't know what you were going to say. And that is hilarious. Yeah, that that, that was good. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> just, I think that's so funny. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't watch that. Um, but yeah, The Good Nurse. Highly recommend it. Uh, and also, I, I don't know. I could, I honestly, it's, it might be in my top 10. I really like that movie. Whoa. Know. Yeah, definitely not in my top 10, but. Uh, I know. I think it's just, I there's something about it I really, really liked. But um, anyways, the other, uh, this one's a show that released this past weekend. Um, the Watcher, it opened on Netflix. Uh, that was, I got to talk to some of the people in that show um, as well. But uh, it's based on a true story of a stalker who stalked a house um, and like harassed the whoever lived in it with letters and kind of did stuff to the house really disturbing and creepy have you watched it 
I have not. Does it does it interest you or not? Really? Yeah, no, for sure. I like that shit. Uh, yeah, I figured I I figured you would like it. Um, it's a little campy, like definitely has some like notes of Ryan Murphy's like like you know like American horror kind of campiness that sometimes comes into his like scary stuff. But um, I really was. I mean, I binged it, so it was it was good. I love Jennifer Coolidge. I just she's just so funny these like i mean she's i feel like she's just getting better with the stuff like i loved white lotus and um i thought that she was really great in this but um highly recommend that uh and then on trevor and i are just now watching american horror stories okay, uh, okay. those are the one-offs not the seasons oh right 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 i haven't i haven't seen that was the last american horror story i watched a couple seasons. Oh, you're not into those, really? I mean, I watched like the first four or five seasons, but uh, I understand. I, I, yeah. I, I totally, I don't blame anyone. Um, we just keep up with it. Um, I like these one-offs more right now, just because you know, whenever a story isn't great, I don't have to endure ten episodes of it. But right. uh, it's on Hulu, so it's great during Halloween right now. Yeah, go down to your nearest Hulu and watch it. <laughs> um, and then Brian and I watched a movie last night called Ticket to Paradise. So it's then- a romantic comedy in October, which I mean, this movie's not going to make money either, really. But I, it was cute. <laughs> it was dumb. It was entertaining. It made me laugh. And I think what did it for me was. Uh, what sealed it for me was the outtakes they show in the credits where mm. it's, you could tell they had a fucking blast making this movie. And it was just yeah. an opportunity for Julia and Clooney to just have a good time overseas in a fun comedy film. And that is infectious enough for me to watch it and enjoy it. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Or it might be one of those like, oh, it's, you know, it's on TV. I'm just going to be doing stuff. I have it on in the background, whatever. But yeah. I enjoyed it. Don't, I mean, I don't think you need to spend your money on this movie. Just wait for Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service it's going to come on. It's interesting to me to see what romantic comedies, like that that's the one that they're, yeah, to put that in theaters. I mean, I'm really curious to see how it's going to do uh, box office wise, because I certainly would not, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I I wouldn't want to pay money to see it. It's a great cast. Uh, George Clooney and Julie Roberts are amazing. I love Caitlin Deaver and the setting is stunning, but it's there's very slow pace. Oh, yeah, it's very slow new. pace there's, yeah. for a romantic comedy. I think the pacing is usually a little bit quicker. And it's also, I think it wasn't very funny. Like, I think it could have been a lot. I feel like there was like quiet moments and like moments of like seriousness that could have been filled with the more cliche, like funny moments, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, it would have been a great you know, Netflix, <laughs> kind of. I feel like that. Right, yeah, that I don't, a- I mean, the only reason they're putting this in the theaters is because of who's in it, you know? So yeah. this, you don't need to see this, you know, go go see Terrifier 2, go go see that, get that on top, like, because that's making the rounds and it's still in the top 10 box office. I don't even know what that is. Terrifier 2. It's in theaters? Yes. Um, Terrifier 2, go see it. Okay. 
um, um yeah and- i i i can't like say you need to spend your money i think that it's going to be a great streaming movie it, it'd be like i said it'd be really awesome to stream um, another movie, one last movie I'll mention. Uh, it's on streaming now. It's on demand. It's on Blu-ray. Uh, the movie is called The Fall. Um, the Fall. And it is about uh, two uh, young chicks, friends, who climb a 2,000 tall, 2,000 oh, foot tall tower. Um, mm-hmm. And all hell breaks loose. Uh, it is, it, it is, terrifying and it is just very suspenseful um you know it kind of goes in some directions where i wouldn't have taken it overall though it is pretty scary it is pretty good and then after watching the bonus features on it that they actually filmed it practically without really any cg just really over the top like they didn't actually climb a 2000 foot tower but they did build a hundred foot tower and film it all up there like hmm. practically so uh and they all the, the both girls did all their own stunts so it's pretty amazing but yeah no it's them you know climbing this 2000 foot radio tower uh abandoned in yeah the middle of yeah nowhere. it looks very like dinky like i was like i don't know why anyone no no it's pretty good so like you know kind of like those survival elements kind of all takes place in one you know location uh mm-hmm. and you know they only have to survive on like what's almost the size of a pizza box you know two thousand feet up in the air it's really good so uh there's some smart things with it you know it's not the the best thing in the world but it is it is definitely worth seeing um it'll get your heart rate up so recommend yeah it. that kind of stuff definitely does that yes the the fall the fall yes 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 oh also <laughs> um on 4k and blu-ray Bullet Train with Brad Pitt and everybody else in the world. That's a super fun movie to watch. Um, Is that on streaming or just? Yes, it's on demand right now. Yes. Um, Uh, It's hell hell of a cast. It's a hell of a fun time. Bonus features are great. Uh, And then also Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope is on Blu-ray 4K and on demand. There is an awesome hour long behind the scenes documentary on the movie and it is excellent uh yeah i recommend those too so those are the ones that brings an end to no bs with brian and susan halloween style we hope you have a wonderful happy scary halloween we will be back sooner than later uh susan you can find her at this chicks flicks you can find her at irving community television you can find her on youtube instagram twitter you can find her everywhere. You can find me at youporn.com. Yeah. Not really. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you for listening. We love you. <laughs>